0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of OG Therapy. And this week I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be taking an episode from my Patreon channel. And If you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a paywall, pay $5 a month. And I answered a question for someone that after a live event I gave this question to. And I did this episode on my private paywall. And you can go to www.patreon.com backslash lightthefight. It's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash light the fight and once you see light the fight on there if you if you're interested and you want to pay five dollars helps me pay my bills here so i can keep on keeping these lights on make sure we get the the lenses right and all the stuff we need so for all my patreon users i appreciate that but if not i want to give you this episode here on og therapy if you've been paying attention og therapy i've been trying to tilt this a little bit towards men therapists coaches I'm sharing my own personal experiences and every now and then I'm having some friends of mine come on OG therapy and interview them to have them share their personal experiences because an OG is just a person that's been there, done that. An older older person of sorts, but an older person has some wisdom to share. The people I've been interviewing have tons of wisdom, amazing stories. So I wanted to feature them on the podcast and give them a platform so that they get some people to hear what they have going on in their life. Right now, I'm going to post this episode here I'm gonna be wearing the same shirt and stuff like that, so you're not gonna notice too much of a difference, except a little edit cut about a question that came in about how do I get my husband, my son, and my father to focus on their mental health? And this person specifically said, and also to help them improve their social health. If you haven't heard me talk a lot about social health yet, social health by definition, I discussed that inside this episode, so you'll get that understanding. But after I spoke to someone this, or after I spoke this week, Someone came up to me, so they just heard me talk about social health. They thought it was a clever way, made a lot, a clever way to talk to men and get them to talk about their feelings without using stigmatized things like mental health. And they also thought it was very clever how when I talk about relationships and men improving in certain ways, that's easier to get them to pivot to look at themselves to see if maybe they could benefit from improving their social, for, by improving their mental health through improving their social health. Trust me, it's going to make sense in just a second when you watch this video. So for all you guys out there uh, wanting an OG therapy video about men, here's one for you. And for all of you out there that I've been promising to do more videos on borderline personality disorder, I promise you still, I will be doing those videos. I'm trying, I'm I'm really busy right now <laughs> trying to do lots of different things. For those of you who've messaged me on Instagram in the past month about Borderline personality groups that I host. Let me promise you again, I will get back to you in those messages. I know it's been a few weeks. The challenge is, is I'm trying to figure out a very difficult schedule with me. Have you ever over committed to things? Guilty as charged. So if you're an overcommitter, then that's basically the issue. I've spread myself really thin throughout this past month, in the month of November as well. On top of it, I've been having more health issues because if you've been following this podcast for a long time, I'm made of glass. I do not have the ability. If I get a cold, it like almost kills me. I don't need COVID or major life issues, you know, to mess up my flow. Unfortunately, I've been having some major life issues with my health, but I think it's starting to get better. So keep my fingers crossed with that. So long story short, I'm going to get back to the OG therapy episodes about borderline personality disorder. But let me answer this question from this person about how do you get men To take their mental health seriously. And then I talk about how you can use social health tools and approaches. I give some suggestions, ideas. Hopefully, you guys like it and enjoy. Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, He is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey, all my loyal patrons. Thanks for your patience. I know this uh, video is coming out a few days late. However, it's a good reason why it's a few days late. At least I think it's a good reason. It may not be a good reason for you. Had a really busy week this week. I was fortunate enough to do a lot of speaking engagements. Uh, I spoke to Olympus High School. Had a great time speaking to all the parents there, answering questions, which, by the way, on our normal podcast feed, I'll be answering questions from my last speaking engagement at Pleasant Grove High School, also Olympus High School, and questions that came from uh, after I spoke at Olympus. So we're going to be posting on the regular Light the Fight feed um, a live post of me and my friend Jason Hewlett, who's a professional speaker, unlike myself, and professional entertainer, and he helped me address the audience and Bore his testimony about how I helped him and his family. And then we took questions from the audience, and it was just it was a fun time. In fact, I'm probably gonna have Jason come on as a guest, kind of like a co-host type of a situation on the Light the Fight podcast in the next few weeks. He and I just I feel have a really good chemistry, and he's a real life dad. And I think it's uh it'll be good for you guys to hear from a dad and a dad admit and confess some things and also ask me questions. So similar to the role that Heidi played, except for he won't be with me on the podcast every single week. He'll be on um, every now and then, just kind of like uh, Heidi was doing, being a a correspondent, so to speak. So he has a lot of parents that ask him questions. And now that he's been doing some work with me, people are asking him what he thinks of my responses. So he's going to come on the podcast, and I think it'll be a lot of fun, and I hope you guys like it. So going off that same um, idea, concept, talking about dads on the podcast, as you guys have noticed, or I assume you've noticed, since I have been changing things since the middle of August, I've been trying to have um, some guy guests on my OG Therapy podcast. It's still underneath Light the Fight, but it's just a different segment, uh, different episodes, I guess I should say. And uh, I'm going to be doing that on Light the Fight. And the main reason is because I want more men to take not just their mental health serious, but also the mental health of their family members, their loved ones. And as I like to call it, most importantly, I want men to get better at having good social health. Now, if you don't know what social health means, and you, or at least you haven't listened to those episodes I've done talking about social health, it's a very basic definition I came up with years ago with the help of many teenagers and my Quit Trippin community support groups. And the definition is social health is one's ability to build, maintain, and improve relationships with family, friends, coworkers, online relationships, and all while improving the relationship with yourself. I truly believe that if we have better social health, then it will drastically increase and improve our mental health or in other words we're not likely going to have as severe mental health problems or not any mental health problems at all as long as our social health is solidified and strong and we're continually working to maintain it improve it and in some cases build it from scratch if it's someone that you have not had a relationship with before it could be a coworker could be uh, maybe uh, your kids got married or dating someone having good social health with someone that your kids are dating, that is a good thing because it means that you have a trusted relationship with them. They built a trusted relationship with you. You can better help people and better understand what they're in need of help of if you're closer to them. This is not rocket science. I didn't make these simple universal truths up. I've just labeled it and branded it. Now I do not own social health. I'm not trying to own the rights to it. My curriculum that I teach in high school and that I'm spreading throughout other high schools, It's called a social health curriculum. Same thing. It's to build, maintain, improve relationships and all those categories I just talked about. But getting back to men, I'm trying to help men improve their mental health. And the best way to improve your mental health, from my experience, is to help them with their social health. So today, I just want to share with you guys a few thoughts. If you have males in your lives, husbands, sons, what have you, fathers even, I would like you to listen to today's episode as a way to help you encourage them or get them to think about their social health. It's, it's a lot harder to talk about mental health because of stigma that comes along with mental health. If you haven't heard me mention this in many of the episodes I've given on Like the Fight, mental health, even though a lot of great work is done to have people more comfortable and feel that they can talk about it without being judged, criticized, ridiculed, and shamed, I think there's been a lot of improvements in those areas, and there's still a stigma attached to mental health. Unfortunately, once a name takes on some sort of uh, association and, and people know that even though mental health, the word mental does not mean to be crazy, a long time ago, that term started to be used for people that were crazy. Like, what are you, mental? And having mental health because you can't see it, because you can't touch it, you can't you know, like feel it with your hands and you can't see it in an x-ray. There's still that suspicion that people are making it up. I don't think someone says, oh, you don't really have cancer. You're just making that up for attention. No, if they're diagnosed with cancer and they can see it, you know, on, on the scans and doctors have given them a diagnosis of cancer, that's easy proof that you have cancer. But when someone has, let's say, depression, for example, You may see that person do lots of normal, average, everyday things, and then one day they're too depressed to show up for work or your relationship or responsibilities that they're supposed to do, and then they pull out the depression card. Now, if you were to say, well, if you were were the person that had depression, you going to say, hey, I have depression, so that's why I can do these things, people may respond, not always, but they may respond going, well, yeah, but you did it last week, though. If it's with your kid, you could be like, well, you did your homework last week or last quarter, last year. And now you're saying you can't do these things because you're depressed. Or let's say it's uh, if you have a husband, same thing. It's like, wait a second, because you're depressed, that means you can be mean, you can be grumpy and you can be irritable. And it stopped you from sleeping. Well, you know, your life has been hard before. You didn't treat me like this. So when people use mental health as a reasoning for their actions, their behavior or lack of having better behavior and you know they're not they're not showing up to important events and they're they're opting out of certain situations and they claim that they have depression because of it it's still under you know under spec it's still under suspicion that maybe they're just making this up, maybe they're just using that as an excuse. I know people use physical excuses. For example, if someone had, uh, you know, let's say uh, diabetes and that diabetes caused them to feel sick. If you know anything about diabetes, your blood sugar's off, cause you to feel sick. And so because of that, they couldn't show up to work. But even people that have diabetes will feel good at times and just use that as an excuse. And I'm not saying picking out diabetes specifically. I'm using this just as an example that people can take real health problems, physical problems that you know that they have. And use that as an excuse not to, you know, do certain things or responsibilities and show up in in their life in lots of ways. But when it's something like depression or any sort of mental health disorder or issue, that's even harder because there's no actual tangible proof that that's that person's issue. And if that person pulls that card, sometimes people can think that's a cop out. That person's lying. They're just trying to get out of their responsibilities or things that they don't want to do. So I just want to give you guys a couple little quick tips on how you can help the men in your life. Let's say you have a a male in your life that you believe needs to go to therapy, get some counseling. Maybe they need some treatment for severe things like addiction. Maybe you want them to go to a 12-step program. And, And whatever the mental and emotional issues that your loved one is having, specifically a male, and I'm focused on men right now, I'd like to give you a couple suggestions of some ways that you can approach said male in a way to get them to at least consider looking at mental and emotional health as being something that's valuable to work on, important, and also to something that could benefit them, not just something that makes them undesirable to you or makes you frustrated with them but something that could actually be something that they benefit and and that they would like. First first one I'm going to share with you is find examples of people that the men in your life admire being open about mental health issues. If you go to YouTube, if you go to Google, let's say you pick, let's say a guy in your life um, respects and looks up to athletes. Well, fortunately, there's been a lot of athletes in recent years that have opened up and talked about their struggles with mental health. Let's say you want the, the man in your life to be a better father. Well, there's been athletes that have opened up and shared about them not being the father that they should be. I want you to search for those stories. Search for those interviews. And if it's a musician, search for interviews and, and times that musicians, that your loved ones, the male loved ones in your life, have. Um, are, the male loved ones in your life search for musicians that they like and share those things with them and when you share it with them this is the part two i want you to be very candid very direct but i want you to talk to them about it is you're not sharing that information with them because that's your attempt to fix them because if you're trying to fix someone that can make that person feel that you think that they're broken so the language and the approach has to be just right again Last thing you want to do is shame the guys in your life because if they're struggling and they don't want to think about it, they don't want anyone to bring you know their dirty laundry and put it out for everyone else to see. And let's say they do know they're struggling, but they're, they're scared of the shame and the stigma that may come with it. Some men, they have jobs that would, their job could be affected. I've counseled lots of first responders. If they're having mental health issues and they're a police officer, for example, and they carry a gun. That's something of serious concern for the higher ups in in the police department or whatever type of law enforcement they might be in. And a lot of guys have told me that if they say that they're depressed, anxious, or having these types of issues, that's like a career death sentence. That's like the best way to ruin your career. They're going to take your ability to do your job. And if you can't do your job, then they have a hard time validating why they would even pay you in the first place. And even if they don't do that, the shame that comes along with it is kind of an old school thing. A lot of men tell me in their jobs, and I've seen this person in jobs in my own, my own life, even jobs that I didn't get paid a lot of money for, to be, like for example, to be a collegiate athlete. A lot of times your, your value to your group, your organization, your company is based upon your toughness, your grit, your wherewithal, your ability to endure difficult things. And the last thing someone's going to want to put out there that they can endure are things that are usually associated with weak people. Now, again, I'm referring to the stigma, not my opinion. <laughs> I do this for a living. I don't think people with mental health are weak. In fact, I think sometimes people that have mental health, sometimes it's because they're too strong. They never address those issues. So the issues compounded and they got worse and worse and worse. And one day you got a superstar guy in life and maybe people admire him and look at him. It could be an athlete, a musician, or it could be someone who's really good in business or someone that has a high level of of hard work and and done and accomplished a lot of things, it's worth admiration. Those people are sometimes the last type of person that wants to admit that they have mental health issues, but a lot of times they're the person that it makes more sense why they would because they're too strong. They say things like, I'm fine, I'm all good, no worries. I just get up every morning. I just do the job. I do. I don't stop till the job's done. And next thing you know, those guys got to go in for a knee replacement because the doctor's like, "Did you not know that you were bone to bone for, <laughs> on your knees? There's no meniscus there anymore." And then the guys are like, I've, "I know guys like this. They're like, Ugh. Well, I just, you know, I just, you know, I just thought it was just a little aches and pains. You know, I'm not going to sit there and let some knee pain, you know, bother me and you know, stop my life.' And then the doctor says oh, well, not only is it going to stop your life now, we're going to put a fake knee in because you didn't come in sooner because you were too strong, too tough. Everyone's strengths are their weaknesses. So I want to let you women out there know or loved ones out there, maybe this is a, a, a dad listening to this and you have a father that's being too stubborn. Pick people in their life that they admire. Find people being vulnerable and expressing themselves. Share those with them. But before you share it with them, Approach them in the like manner that I've been sharing, not shameful, not like you need to listen to this YouTube <clears throat> video or this interview about this famous person talk about how effed up they are because you need to see that you're effed up just like them. No, no. Approach it a little something more like this, a little lighter. Hey, you know, I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that I wasn't concerned because you're actually too strong sometimes. You don't complain. You don't get help. By the way, a little trick, you have a lot better... of. Time of getting a lot better chance of getting a guy to admit that he's struggling by telling him his biggest weakness is that he's too strong. Yes, that's a clever Jedi mind trick. Because if you attack a man's manhood, you get defensiveness. But if you honor and praise their manhood, you get them to go, I'm listening. And then once they're listening, then you switch the conversation to, So I'm not telling you that you're broken. I'm telling you I'm worried that you're taking on so much that you forget even a strong, capable, successful person like you needs help. Even the best NBA players need a coach. Even the best musicians need a singing coach. Even the best businessmen need people to consult with, need mentors. No one is above learning Especially if that person prides himself on being successful. In fact, the definition of the word humility or to be humble is not what most people think it means. I love it when I look up words that I thought I knew what they meant, only to find out that I'm an idiot and I've been using them out of context for many, many years. And the reason why I can say I like it, because if I'm using them incorrectly, it's a good chance a lot of other people use them incorrectly as well. Well, I can tell you, the word didn't mean what I thought it meant. I thought it meant to be weak, to be passive, to be like, you know, some beta male and to be a doormat, just be humble and just allow people to treat you bad and just don't bark back, don't bite back, just take it on the chin and grin and act like everything's all good. Well, that's not what it means at all. In fact, it means, so humble or humility means teachable or willing to be taught. So if you approach the loved one in your life, the males in your life with a little technique I call connection before concern. You talk to them about the connection that you have with them, meaning the admiration, the love, the respect you have for them, but really feed their ego a little bit more. I found out the best way to get a guy to put down his guard and put down his ego is to meet his ego where it's at, credit it, give him ample praise and appreciation, even if you don't really want to do it. It's a manipulation tactic. It really is. And manipulation is not bad. It's just how do you use it? What are your intentions? You're not trying to manipulate the men in your life to get them to just give you what you want. You're trying to manipulate them. By the way, manipulation means to tweak or change. You're manipulating them so that they can see that they're missing certain things that are important in their life. They're not paying attention to some things that you think they should be paying attention to. You're trying to illuminate their blind spots, help them see things that they just can't see on their own. And after you do that then it's more likely they're going to consider counseling, therapy, those types of things. You can tell them that you would see that that would be a great sign of strength. I was fortunate enough this past uh, Friday to be on a panel with myself, a former University of Utah wide receiver, Kenneth Scott. In fact, he's the guy that does my intro for the podcast, the guy that wraps my intro. He was a guest on OG Therapy. And then another gentleman by the name of Nate Orchard, or formerly known as Nate Fakafua Orchard, a Tongan young man that also played football at the University of Utah. Currently is a free agent in the NFL, but he's had a pretty long career in the NFL. And we sat on this panel about mental health and the transition that athletes go through that's difficult to go from being an athlete in a normal life. And on that panel, all three of us shared a couple tears. We talked about some difficult times that we'd been through, but not in the sense that we had life figured out. We talked about the difficult times we've been through in a very vulnerable way, showing that we were not too strong anymore, that we realize that's a great error to try to express yourself only in ways of strength, confidence. In fact, if you want to connect with more people, being vulnerable is extremely valuable. So after that, um, and and by the way, when that's up and available, we'll, we'll post a link to it Um, probably on our main Instagram and and here on Patreon as well. So you can go watch that. It's about an hour long. But, man, it was really cool. One one of the funnest things and one of the coolest things I've done in a long time because I got to be with two studs with me that when you look at them, you'd have no idea that they could be such an example of putting their emotions out there, putting their feelings out there. They're a great example, in my opinion, of what's called assertive vulnerability, meaning they're bold in expressing themselves. So they're assertive, but they're open and expressing themselves in the most sincere, genuine way, their thoughts, their feelings, their hurt, their pain, their mistakes. So that's what I want to leave you guys with today, and I want to share with you. If you have men in your life that are struggling to acknowledge that they're in need of help, I need help are three of the most, I think that phrase right there describes, in one of the best ways I could possibly describe, what humility really is. It's just saying, I need help, meaning I'm willing to be taught, and I'm communicating that I need help. And just saying that you need help doesn't mean things get better, but it is the starting point. But before you try to get the men in your life to admit that they need help and take action on that, try to find ways that they can relate to other people being vulnerable, specifically people that they would look up to and respect, people that have had success, and people that have accomplished a certain amount of um Uh, difficult things in their life because the men that I've talked to in the past the typical type of guy they'll respect if a guy that they look up to that's been through hard things is being vulnerable and showing them how to be vulnerable it just gives them someone to follow someone to kind of oh I guess that's how it's done most people learn um, by watching other people and I know some people are more visual learners some people more auditory but if you watch someone be vulnerable your brain's very smart it can tell oh that was good That felt good to them. Other people reacted well to it. And then when you do approach them and tell them that you want them to get help, make sure that you address their ego where their ego's at. Talk to them about the things that you admire about them. Tell them how strong they are. And you can even use some of my terminology, like perhaps your biggest strength is that you're too strong. And your biggest weakness is that you don't know when to ask for help. Okay. I should have said, your biggest strength is that you're strong. Your biggest weakness is that you're too strong. And you don't know when to ask for help. That's what I meant to say. It's been a long week. I'm tired of talking. So, <laughs> Well, everyone listen to this. Like I said, whether you're a husband trying to help a young man in your life, uh, your father, friends, whatever, because a lot of us guys out there, we're talking to our buddies, and they're struggling, and they need this information. Just sometimes we don't know how to give it to them in a way that lands well with them. And if you're a mom or a woman listening to this that are worried about some men in your life, I want to make sure that you have the same information as well. So thank you guys for being here and, and supporting us here on our Patreon channel. It really does mean the world to me. And thank you for your questions. Thank you for your insight. This actually came from a question from someone that I don't know if they signed up on Patreon yet, but they said they're going to this week. But they asked me a question personally because I was doing a live some live events. And they said, oh, I'm going to sign up on Patreon, but I can ask questions. I go, great. I go, yeah. And they said, okay, well, can I ask you a question right now? I go, sure. So they asked me this question. So I told them this uh, after the event, some similar information like this. So I just want to put it out there to you guys so you have it. And also said, so I didn't forget it because sometimes I forget all my ideas and information, but I do need someone to ask me the question. So all your guys' questions, it helps me to be better at what I do because it gives me a chance to go back and all my filing cabinets. I mean... I've been doing this for 23 years, so sometimes I forget. I forgot more than I've ever learned. Luckily, I haven't forgotten it. I just stored it away in different files, waiting for the time for the person to ask me the right question. So thank you guys for your questions. I look forward to more of your questions. And as always, thank you for helping me to like the fight.